Hey, it's Ronnie from Working Like a Woman. And I have thought about, talked about how we can better our society. It's a fairly common topic here in our house. And number one, we need universal health care for everyone. Now I'm in California and you know we don't we don't even have it in this country but we need it here we need it across the world. Number 2, we need a universal basic income for everyone so that everyone has the means to have a basic living. And then if you want to work and you want to earn more than that that's fine but everyone needs this base. And I think if we could implement those two things, our society would do huge things. Hey, Seeking Plum, it's Ronnie from Working Like a Woman. I love your segment on fire and electricity. And, you know, the big breakthrough that I am waiting for is teleportation. I think that this would change our world immensely can you imagine not only being able to travel from one point to another almost instantly but imagine all the pollution and uh you know the 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 effects on global warming everything that would disappear all the positive effects besides just the convenience of being able to teleport somewhere. So that's my two cents. Okay, I have a Labradoodle and he is very vocal. He makes a lot of noises, a lot of like, mm, 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 lots of different noises. And he sounds like Chewbacca. So I did a little research and I found out that the voice for Chewbacca was inspired by George Lucas's dog, or the whole concept of Chewbacca was inspired by George Lucas's dog. But what kind of dog was he? Can you find out? I really want to know if this dog was a Labradoodle because a brown Labradoodle looks and sounds just like Chewbacca. Anyway, I posted a couple segments on my station about it, and let me know if you know. Hello. Happy winter solstice to you, too, and all. I love this day, this, this holiday, for many reasons. One, because I'm kind of uh, become a pagan, in a way. I love the creative history of uh, some of the things connected to the winter solstice. Uh, but also, you know, psychologically, it's the day when a little bit more light keeps coming in and growing longer and longer as the days grow longer with, for light. I'm up here in the Northwest and it's been really great. And these last few years, the gray darkness has been getting to me. But weirdly, how psychologically we take this in and I love the notion of a little more light each day. Thank you so much for that call in. And that is exactly it. It is like it's you know, it's it's the end of the darkness. It's the beginning of you know, the day is getting longer, and um, you know we're looking forward to spring and more daylight, and you just it, it starts to feel so much better. The celebration of the winter solstice, 
um, especially as a, a pagan celebration has been around for you know long time. It's it's part of human history, and I'd 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 love to share some information with you for those of you who are not familiar with the various pagan rituals. For pagans and Wiccans, the winter solstice is. Um, you know, often celebrated as Yule. Now, Yule is a season. And, of course, the winter solstice is a moment in time. And yesterday at, I believe it was 8.28 a.m. was the actual winter solstice. Well, 8.28 a.m. Eastern Time. Now, I'm in California. No, I'm sorry. 11.28 Eastern Time, 8.28 Pacific Time. Yuletide generally begins on Mother's Night, the night of the solstice, and continues for a week or two after. Now, some pagans celebrate Yule earlier. You know, they might have their Yuletide celebration before the solstice, and some after the solstice. It depends on your particular... um, you know, your particular celebration and the people that you're with. But it's appropriate at any time because Yule is actually a season. The celebration of Yule is one of the oldest winter celebrations in the world. I'm going to read something that I found on the, the BBC, actually, about the winter solstice. And it says, ancient people were hunters and spent most of their time outdoors. The seasons and weather played a very important part in their lives. Because of this, many ancient people had a great reverence for and even worshipped the sun. The Norsemen of northern Europe saw the sun as a wheel that changed the seasons. It was from the word for this wheel, whole, whole Yule, I guess. The word Yule is thought to have come. At midwinter, the Norsemen lit bonfires, told stories, and drank sweet ale. The ancient Romans also held a festival to celebrate the rebirth of the year. Saturnalia ran for seven days from the 17th of December. It was the time when the ordinary rules were turned upside down. Men dressed as women and masters dressed as servants. The festival also involved decorating houses with greenery, lighting candles, holding processions, and giving presents. The winter solstice falls on the shortest day of the year and was celebrated in Britain long before the arrival of Christianity. The Druids would cut the mistletoe that grew on the oak tree and give it as a blessing. Oaks were seen as sacred and the winter fruit of the mistletoe was a symbol of life in the dark winter months. It was also the Druids who began the tradition of the Yule Log. The Celts thought that the sun stood for 12 days in the middle of winter, and during this time a log was lit to conquer the darkness, banish evil spirits, and bring luck for the coming year. Many of these customs are still followed today. They have been incorporated into the Christian and secular celebrations of Christmas. So I wish to all of you a joyful Yuletide. So that segment that Z did on coyotes is because we've had some lone coyotes coming up through our, you know, along the back fence of our backyard, which if you lived in the country is not unusual at all because I have typically lived out 
in the country on 10 plus acres and coyotes, bears, everything everywhere. But we live in the suburbs now, the suburbs of a pretty big city in California. And to see the coyotes coming up through our backyard has a creek that runs through it just on the other side of the fence. So, you know, see the coyotes coming up from the river and then they follow this creek up through it. There is houses everywhere and there are just lone coyotes and really it's sad because that means their pack has been disturbed and whatever habitat they're coming from is um you know been disturbed but he was out there this morning he or she i don't know if it's male or female what a beautiful coyote it's eating well its hair is all bushy it's a beautiful very healthy coyote but still sad to see it come through Sad to think of what's happening to their their natural habitat. We do have a lot of deer and fox and geese, squirrels, all kinds of things living in this area. And we're kind of in this nice little hidden wooded area of the suburbs. So we do have a lot of wildlife, but uh, again, to see lone coyotes coming through is a little strange. And he was here at daylight too, which again is strange. Wish we could solve all the world's problems and there you go. There's just another one, uh, you know, wild animals losing their habitat and having a place to go. Okay. Yes, I'm still obsessing. Here's my issue with the current algorithm for the charts. You can't be number 20 and then 10 minutes later be number 50. It doesn't make any sense. Now I am, I have a degree in computer science. I have a degree in mathematics. I have worked in the industry for years and I've written countless, countless programs and mathematical equations for a whole lot of companies out there. I wrote programs for the Navy. I wrote programs for the, the uh, U.S. Navy warfare gaming system. You know, I, I have some experience here. And let me tell you, this makes no sense. And I think that's why it's driving me crazy. <laughs> what you need to do, or what they should be doing, is taking into account, to a very small percentage, the last five or ten minutes, but it should be a running total, a, a running average. So you don't have these wild fluctuations in the chart every five minutes. It's insane. And it is not accurate at all. I mean, it might be accurate time slice in the last five minutes, but overall, it's just, it's not accurate. I don't know, maybe, I would, I would think they're doing it on purpose. And the only reason I could think that they're doing it this way is to encourage um, the new users out there so that they see some, some instant feedback or instant gratification. But uh, I don't know, it's not the way I would do it, but okay. 
I am just about to head off to work and I just had to wish everyone a happy winter solstice. I, I love this. I, I, I love this day of the year. So I'm going to read something from Wikipedia in case you don't know what the winter solstice is. The winter solstice, also known as midwinter, is an astronomical phenomenon marking the day with the shortest period of daylight and the longest night of the year. In the northern hemisphere, this is the December solstice, and the southern hemisphere, this is the June solstice. The axial tilt of Earth and gyroscopic effects of its daily rotation mean that the two opposite points in the sky to which the Earth's axis of rotation points, axial precession, change very slowly, making a complete circle approximately every 26,000 years. As the Earth follows its orbit around the Sun, the polar hemisphere that faced away from the Sun, experiencing winter, will, in half a year, face towards the Sun and experience summer. This is because the two hemispheres face opposite directions along Earth's axis, and so as one polar hemisphere experiences winter, the other experiences summer.